Welcome to the New Hope 365 podcast. For the next three months, our children and family ministry will be online only. We are creating video content that includes challenges for kids as well as activities for families to do together. We encourage you to watch those videos and participate with us each week. Our 9 a.m. worship service will continue to be both in person and online so that you can join us in whichever way you feel most comfortable. And now, here is today's message. Well, good morning, and I hope you're doing good on what is this day, the 21st of, of February. And it's hard to believe that it's almost been a year since, since COVID began and we started doing all of the lockdowns and the quarantines and uh, school closings, all of that. And on top of, on top of uh, having all of the COVID stuff, you know, for 2020, if it wasn't enough, to have all of that and having to wear masks and social distancing. Then we have, we go from COVID to Snowvid, from COVID to Snowvid, okay? And little did we know a week ago when everything was, um, we actually we had canceled uh, our gathering um, with New Hope and started to get everything in place for the blizzard of 2021. And as we got everything uh, ready for the blizzard of 20, 2021, we really had no clue what to expect other than they were telling us it's gonna be it's gonna be really bad and you need to be ready and all of that. Well, it was really bad to say the least. Um, and we we need to be praying still. There, there are still people without power. There are people that are still, and maybe some of you, um, even part of the New Hope family that is without water uh, you can let us know and we will do our best to help you uh, get water if you need shelter we get you shelter a warm place um, warm food you name it we will we will help you but we need to be praying for everybody that is um, right now uh, dealing with this and even the repercussions of busted pipes and um, people's loss. There's a lot going on. If it wasn't, it's like if COVID wasn't enough and we're still in a pandemic, it's not like we're out of it. If, if that wasn't enough, we had insult to injury by having and facing everything that, you know, we went through in this last week. Coming from the North, people go, well, aren't you like used to this? Isn't this uh, what you go through? Yeah, the cold, this cold that we had and, and, and the snow and, and ice and all that. Yes, I grew up in that. That is common to the North. But uh, the difference is, is we just don't have the infrastructure and we don't have the, the houses aren't set up uh, the, the same way. We didn't lose power. So we had more than enough energy in the North when we faced those frigid cold uh, times in the winter. So this was to me something that I've never experienced and that's living in the North most of my life. I have no desire to go back to the North. And I always tell people I'd rather be homeless in the South uh, where it's warmer, of course, not now because of everything that's going on. So I would be in a warming shelter for sure. But think about what, what happened is we, we had, I jotted these down, we had eight temperature records broken in the last week. We had like over seven inches of snow. Some had a little bit more, maybe some had a little bit less. And um, that, that broke records. We had over 144 hours below freezing. 144 hours below freezing and we had five different storms 
in eight days from freezing rain to sleet to snow to that to you know the the grapple stuff and and all that that's that's what we faced so many of us based on the fact that we've not had power or we've not had water or we're dealing with burst pipes we're exhausted we have been emotionally spent physically spent maybe we're spiritually struggling through all of this i don't know um but either way we are we're feeling it and maybe some of us it's financially because of everything that's been going on i don't know what what it is you may be maybe feeling and, and going through right now but i i'm just going to pray for you and i'm going to pray for also people that are suffering um i'm going to pray for also our churches um i know at least three churches that their pipes burst we didn't have the problem thank god we kept the temperatures warm i checked on the on the uh I checked on the uh, church regularly to see, okay, is there any pipes bursting? We kept some dripping going on in there. And so thank the Lord in our building, no pipes burst, a little water leakage from the snow melt off, but that's, that's just kind of normal for that to happen. And so thank the Lord that we, that we uh, didn't have those things happen. But there are other churches that it's devastating. In fact, they're not meeting um, and won't be meeting for months because of uh, what they've got to do with their facility because pipes, pipes burst. But anyway... I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about what I call my final Texas blizzard thought 2021. My final Texas blizzard thought 2021. But let's pray. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you right now that you are faithful, that you are on the throne, that you've not forgotten us, that, that Lord, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of snowvid, you are you are with us i thank you lord jesus that um, most of us have had power restored hopefully water and if not water yet that god you will just um work that out so that god the water can flow and 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 be safe um in the days to come just god bring all of that back we pray for that we we pray god for people that are dealing with pipes burst right now that you would just be their source of peace and strength and that God, that, that, that literally they would be able to uh, get those pipes fixed soon. Like today would be great, but just comfort them in the midst of that, God. And, and I pray for the, the dollars and the resources and the, and the um, insurance, all that, that it would come through for those that have lost so much, if not in many cases, everything. So strengthen individuals and families today. Protect families and individuals. And Lord, we pray for churches today that they've had pipes burst and they're without a place to gather. They're, they're, they're misplaced. And I just pray, God, right now that you would touch ministers and leaders across Texas that are wondering what in the world, why in the world did this happen? God, strengthen our churches. And I thank you for those that have, have um, been a help to the community, a resource to those that have needed it. And I pray we won't stop, that we won't forget those in need. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for loving us and taking care of us in the midst of this. We're very grateful in your awesome and mighty name, God, we pray. Amen. Just a, a funny thing before I get into what I'm going to share this morning uh, um, is I would go to New Hope and it, the, because the parking lot and the streets weren't clear, it was just glazed ice, snow. I couldn't even get up the hill. I would go about maybe halfway and then I, would, I couldn't go any further and I would slide back down and the first day that I went, I pulled in, 
backed in, Angel's in the passenger seat, and I'm getting ready to get out. Well, you know the slant of our of our parking lot. And literally when I got out, my feet, man, they went out from underneath me, and I just slid on down the parking lot. Didn't get hurt, but I'm like, good grief. So needless to say, it wasn't probably until yesterday or maybe the day before where it was like, okay, now it's potentially where we could drive onto it and be safe. And, and I hope that this is one of our last remote um, gatherings because of weather. Of course, because of COVID, there's other reasons, but it's, that soon is going to be moving on as well. And you can be sure of that. And so anyway, final Texas Blizzard thought 2021. And as I was pondering and wanting, I wanted to give something, I wanted to, did want to stay on topic of the, our identity. I wanted to stay one more week on kind of what we're facing with a blizzard, what we're facing with storms. And, and so how do we weather seasons in life that are really hard? And obviously we have been going through a season and then we went, have gone through a week, a, a, a brief season, but how do we go through life when it's really hard? You, you, you may lose your job, you, you're bombing several classes at school, or your home feels like a battleground, you're, you've just been diagnosed with a serious illness. In, in seasons of life, um, many of us, we can feel like um, we just need a new word from God and new words aren't wrong. They're great. We want to hear from the Lord, a new word from God that applies to your situation, especially with what we've been going through. And you may be facing things on top of that. So I, I went to a kind of a, a, a rare chapter that we don't talk much about Acts chapter 27, Acts chapter 27. And, and in the story, Paul has, um, he'd been given a word two earlier, two years earlier that he's going to go to Rome. He had been preaching the gospel. There's people that wanted to kill him under immense persecution, facing storms of life left and right. And Paul is, Paul has been promised by God, you're going to go to Rome and you're going to testify before Caesar. You're going to take the gospel to the highest level of the land. And I want you to know that Paul, it's going to be okay. All that Paul had preached, all that Paul had been doing, it's leading to this pinnacle moment. And he's going to appear before Caesar himself but on the journey from Jerusalem to Rome, Paul faced one of the fiercest, fiercest storms of his life. And, and the strength, here's, the, here's, here's a big thought. The strength he needed did not come from a new promise, but an old one, a promise God had given him years before. And so the trip starts out well. It's kind of like 2020 started out well. And of course, we've been riding this trade for some time. The trip starts out well with Paul, and he goes to his first port, and he's given liberty to go and spend some time with friends, and, and he's headed for a place called Fair Havens. Now, that man, that sounds like a place I'd want to go. Is it sunny? Is it warm? Is there a beach? I'm going to Fair Havens. And then everything starts to unravel after they leave. It says in verse Acts chapter 27, verse 4 and 7 through 9, And putting out the sea, the winds were against us. We sailed slowly for a number of days and arrived with difficulty off Nidus. And as the wind did not allow us to go farther, coasting along it with difficulty, the voyage was now dangerous. And so the wind carrying Paul to his mission all of a sudden suddenly shifts. All of a sudden life is going along in 2021. Everything, every, everything's happening. All of a sudden the front moves in. Okay? And 
the ship leaves Fairhavens and they head into this rocky, crazy sea. And it was like God himself blowing against Paul. And you can imagine Paul on board the ship going, Jesus, I know you called me to Rome. You've promised that I will testify there. But why are you making this so hard? And some of us are going, why no power? Why no water? Why pipes burst? Why, why, why am I feeling, thinking, going through? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that way? You can put that in if you're listening live right now. Jesus, you've called me to this job. You've, you've called me to this marriage. You've, this family, this town, this city. God, you've called me. And I'm trying to do something for you. Why does it seem so impossible? And what I've come to realize is that when, as I've been pondering this storm and all of the things with it, when the winds are against us and there's no, like Paul going, there's no fair haven because they actually left and they shouldn't have and Paul warned against it. But when there's no fair haven in sight, what do we do? We have to regroup. We get so wrapped up in doing something for God that what? It's not so much that he's worried about us doing something for him. He's concerned with what? What he's doing inside of us. What he's doing inside of us. What is it that in the last week you've learned about yourself? You've learned about yourself in your trust. You've learned about yourself in your faith. You've learned about yourself in your anxiety, your worry, your fear, your anger, whatever. You've learned something. You know, God is concerned with what he's doing in us more than what's spinning around us. Though he does care about that, He's more concerned about here. So he leads, God leads us into the winds and storms to show us how unbreakable his promises are. How unbreakable his promises are. And so Paul warns the crew that a storm would come and, and they, they weren't to leave. They got to Fair Havens and everything was looking good. And they're like, no, we need to continue to go on with all of these 250-some prisoners and so forth. We need to keep going so that we can make it to Rome. And Paul advises against it. They should winter um, at Fairhaven because um, it's going to get bad out there. And they didn't listen to him. And so he said in Acts 27, verses 18 through 20, Paul goes, since we were, or, or Luke writes, since we were violently storm-tossed, they began the next day to jettison the cargo. So they're in a bad storm, a bad place. They're throwing out the cargo. And on the third day, they threw out the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. So in that moment of utter despair, in the moment, in that time, God sends an angel to Paul and says, in Acts 27, verse 24, do not be afraid. Paul, you must stand before Caesar and behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. In other words, you're going to live, Paul, and all those with you are going to live as well. And this last week, man, we're, we're dealing with, we're dealing with, you know, uh, having to make sure that our pipes don't burst, or maybe they did, and we're having to deal with COVID. And, and I'm going, God, you placed us in Round Rock in the greater Austin area and you have a message that you want to, to take through New Hope 365. You have something that you're wanting to do not only where we gather and, and God but in the places we live in the communities we are and you've placed us here for a purpose and it seems like roadblock after roadblock after roadblock after roadblock and I'm going what in the world God is this ever going to end? And, uh, and then God sends an angel to Paul and says you know what 
I told you that you're going to testify and it's going to be okay. And, and the promise that he would stand before Caesar was not a new, new promise. In fact, he goes, you must testify in Rome in the midst of this terrifying storm. He didn't need a new promise. Paul didn't need a new promise or a new revelation. He needed to remember the promise that God had already given him. He needed to remember the promise that God had already given him. God stripped everything away from Paul and his companions so they wouldn't do what? Put hope in their cargo. So what I'm wondering is, since COVID began, what have you been learning about what your hope is in? Uh, since we've been facing so many different challenges, what's your hope in? What have you been, how have you been growing? When, you've got, when, we went through, when we've gone through Snowvid, and hopefully not for a long time, what did we learn? What did we put our hope in? Is our hope in the things that we have and the electricity we have and the water that we have and all that? How fragile life is. I went into Walmart yesterday, everything bare, most things bare. And I'm going, I said to Angel, how fragile is life? Wonder what your hope is in. And so he couldn't put their hope in cargo or tackle or even the ship. And Paul's only hope was God's promise. And that night, Paul strengthened the crew with this assurance of the promise. God told me, we're going to Rome. I'm going to live, and so are you. Can you imagine that? And so now, here's faith versus the practical or pragmatism. What happens when something more practical than trusting the promise comes along? And that night, the sailors were tempted to take a more practical approach, which is totally human. We go, okay, God, I heard from you. I know I can trust you, all of that. And it says in Acts 27, verses 27 and 30, about midnight, the sailors suspected that they were nearing land and they sent down and they measured um, the depths of the sea and it was like 120 feet and then it was 90 feet and they were seeking to escape the ship and they lowered the ship's boat into the sea under pretense of laying out anchors from the bow. And they were willing to trust the promise. They were willing to trust the, this is, this is key. They were willing to trust the promise of Paul's God when they had nothing else to go on. Nothing else. But as soon as something else appeared on the horizon, they were ready to jump ship. It's like, okay, I heard from you, God, and we heard Paul. what Paul said, but it's looking like we can make this happen. It's in our hands if only the strong survive. See, pragmatism says, abandon ship and take your chances rowing for shore. Faith says, stay aboard a sinking ship and trust God's promises. And how quickly do we abandon God's sure promises when something more practical appears on the horizon? And I think this is a challenge for us in our daily lives. The Bible says that in the scriptures are great. The, the scriptures are great when we, we feel hopeless. We go, oh yes, hopelessness. Now scripture speaks into that. But how quick are we to jump ship the moment a more practical solution appears and we can solve it, fix it? And I know that's a there's a tension there. Is it faith? Is it, is it just wisdom? God, where's that, where's that line? So, so Paul goes into his Paul mode, full of the Holy Spirit, speaking, preaching. He says, convinces the sailors to cut away the ship's boat because they were going to get in a boat and start making it to land because they're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to die if we don't get in this boat. Um, and then the story comes to a crashing finish in Acts 27, verses 41 and 43 through 44. They struck a reef. The, the, they ran the vessel aground, and the bow stuck and remained immovable. The ship hits the rocks. Boom. 
and the stern was being broken up by the surf. But the centurion ordered those who would swim to jump overboard. It's like, if you can swim, jump. Now, now they're all together. It's like either we're, we're going to die together or we're going to live together, but we got to do this together. So he says, those who can swim, jump in the sea. Can you imagine how scary and crazy that would be? Jump in in the midst of the storm and begin to swim to shore. But the centurion, so he orders them, and the rest then were to, to rest on planks or pieces of the ship. And so it was, it says, that all were brought safely to land because God's promise was true. God's promise was faithful. And so it was, they were all brought safely to land. And, and see, we know all about this story. If you know anything about scripture, you read the Bible and you know about Paul and his journeys and so forth, we had no doubt that God was gonna what? Keep his promise, of course, Paul. God gave you a vision. The angel of the Lord came to you two years earlier. The Lord said, you're going to go to Rome and all of that. And we had no doubt that God would keep his promise. And it's kind of a funny thing, isn't it? When we read God's word, we never wonder how the story is going to end. It's a foregone conclusion. Hey, God, you, we know. Scripture, whoa, it's good. God will keep his promise because he always does. But how? Will God keep his promise? That gets more to the heart of it, doesn't it? I'm like, God, frozen pipes and no power and no water and no food and can't get milk and can't get bread and can't get eggs and can't, God, I mean, that's the question we find ourselves asking over and over again in the storm. How, how God are you going to keep your promises? We're cold, we're hungry, there's people suffering around. How are you going to keep your promises when we see all of this and we're experiencing all this? And God, what do we trust in? What do we trust in? And when Paul needed assurance, reassurance that what? That God was going to deliver him, he didn't tell him how. He didn't tell him how. And God simply reminded him of the promise that he had already made. And there are promises that God has made over your life safety over your life, health and wholeness over your life, things that he wants, wants to do in and through your work, in and through your children, in and through your marriage, in and through things that you'll do in the community, in and through New Hope 365. There's promises that he's, that, that he's made over New Hope 365 that he's wanting to accomplish, but he doesn't tell us how, and we're going, oh, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, we gotta do this. And I wanna tell you today, that we don't know nor, nor did Paul know how things were going to happen because he's thinking, okay, we're all going to be saved. Wait, the ship's going to break apart? The, we're going to crash into the ground and the stern's going to tear apart and we're going to have to swim for our lives and lay on planks, of, lay on planks in, the, in the ocean? Yep, and you're going to live. And I mean, the story goes on. And it's really a fascinating story, but I'll stop there. God will keep his promise even though we don't know how he's going to do it often. And we're struggling. In the midst of the storm, we can, we, what I often have done is I thought, and I become convinced, God, I need a new promise. There's, I need something new. I've got to do something because this is not working. I need to know how God, and God speaks into my soul as he has in COVID, as he has in Snowvid. He says, you're not in need of a new revelation or a new promise. You need to hear the same promise again. 
you need to hear the same promise. God has promised that you will be brought safely through. Your power will be restored. You will get fresh drinking water. The shelves will be restocked. We will get through the pandemic. Your job situation, your resources, God will restore. God has promised you will be brought safely through. Why? Because you're his kids. You're his kids. You're his children. He will not abandon you. You will reach your journey's end in Jesus Christ, whether in this life or in the life, eternal life, yet to come. And here's some scriptures I want to share with you before we go. These are promises that we need in the midst of all that we've been facing, and I pray that they sink into your soul, and it's promises if you've heard before. But here we go. Philippians 1.6, he says this, Paul, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 41.10, fear not, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. John 10, verses 27 through 28. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. They will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. God is you covered when the power goes out. When things freeze up. When we've got a social distance, when we're, when we're struggling, we've got all this anxiety, God knows that he will take care of us, but do you trust him? Philippians 4.19, this is a good one. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1.8, he will sustain you to the end guiltless. Think about that guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and what is he saying? He's going to sustain you no matter what you go through in this life. Sickness, trials, famine, you name it. Joblessness, situations, um, accidents. He's going to sustain you to the end. And then he's going to render you guiltless because of what Jesus Christ has done. Incredible grace. Incredible care. Incredible kindness and love for you follower of jesus the church so in this crazy texas blizzard that we faced and these texas blizzards that we face and hopefully we won't face anytime soon anymore but in the crazy texas blizzards the shipwrecks the starless nights the sunless days we don't know how god will save us we don't know what he's going to do, but this I can be sure of, and you can be sure of. We do have his promises. We have his promises, and those scriptures that I read to you, write them down. Put them as favorites in your, in your you know, iPad or your phone or wherever. Put them as favorites. And you have his promises, and when, you get, and when we get to the end of our, our what lives, we'll be able to see, to say, I had no idea how God would save how he would fulfill his promises, how I would make it to the end and still have faith, not give up, not quit, but never once did God fail to keep his promises, even in the midst 
of Texas blizzards. Even in the midst of Texas blizzards. That being said, let me pray for you and and continued strength and hope and life over you. And, and if I know there are families in need, and if you know of families in need, go ahead. Um, you can uh, direct message us at New Hope. You can email me, Jason, at newhope365.us. Um, we, if, if you want, uh, would like to give specifically to a mercy fund, to our mercy fund, you can do that because there are some families that are in need and we would love to be able to help them with resource. Uh, if you're just giving in general to continue to help New Hope keep its lights on and do, um, and, and be able to heat the building and take care of the things that need to be taken care of as we have resources that need to be managed and stewarded, you can go through our app, get New Hope 365 app. Um, you can also go to our website at newhope365.church and you can give uh, through those platforms and uh, you can also stop by the church if you would like to do that as far as giving goes but here's what I know is that we're grateful for every dime every dollar all that you bring resource to the table because it's being used faithfully to minister to people in need and we have dreams way beyond just New Hope 365 facility in our centrally located area. We want to help community and communities. And so I pray that as God continues to fill you and reveal his promises are coming through in your life, that you will be faithful in a steward of your resources and help the body of Christ continue to grow and, and flourish and prevail um, where we are in our lives. So, all right. If you're here today and you're tuning in and, and you don't know Jesus, I will pray that you will give your life to Jesus Christ, that you'll surrender to him. And if you have any questions and you want to know, how do I nurture that relationship and how do I really, just again, you can email me, jason at newhope365.church. Okay. Lord Jesus, what a, what a year that it's been. And, and I thank you for um, the wonderful New Hope 365 family that hasn't quit, hasn't thrown in the towel, hasn't given up, but is trusting in you. And I pray that we will continue to trust you even in the midst of blizzards, <laughs> in the midst of pandemics. Help us to continue, God, to not quit, to trust in you. Fill us fresh with your Holy Spirit. Fill us fresh. And I pray right now as I'm praying over people, God, in their living rooms, in their cars, wherever they're, wherever they're tuning in, however they're listening, I pray, Lord, by your spirit, you will right now, spirit of living God, fall fresh on individuals that are tuning in, listening, that I'm praying over, and God bring breakthrough. May you, God, would you, God, so fill us fresh that, Lord, if anything has been suppressed or anything that, that maybe we've, we've kind of waned in our passion for you, right now, would you just re-up that passion and fervor for God, your kingdom come and your will be done. Passion for the gospel to go forth into, God, not only the greater Round Rock, Austin area, but God, to the globe. Oh God, strengthen us. Uh, uh, help us to not ever give up and not quit, but to keep on going and trusting you. So strength strength to your children today, God, and to you be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. In your awesome and mighty and limitless name, God, we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, God bless you. Again, you can direct message me, 
And uh, I didn't get to see the chat in Facebook just because I'm speaking here and talking to you, but I'd love to see it. And I hope you're encouraged today. And I love you all. And I can't wait to uh, get together again where we can be in person. And I hope the day where there's no masks and we can actually lay hands on each other and pray for each other. And that day is coming. Let's pray, Jesus, bring breakthrough that way. God bless you. Have an awesome rest of your Sunday and enjoy the warm, sunny day that God has given us. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd like to invite you to join us on our YouTube channel Friday mornings at 10 a.m. for The Truthcast, a weekly podcast from Pastor Jason. We'd also like to invite you to download the brand new New Hope 365 app where you can access media, give, and keep up with everything happening here at New Hope 365.